Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take podcast. We are back. Two of the guys, two of the fellas, as I am joined by Mr. Sin for the win to talk about another lovely week in the world of hockey. Sin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I got, you know, nicotine gum in my lip right now because I'm, I'm it's this time I'm actually going to quit vaping. <laughs> As someone who, um, uh, number one, I'm rooting for you. Thank you. But as someone whose parents have, have smoked like all my life and have gotten close to quitting and tried quitting, yeah, I'm just gonna say I wish you luck because it's brutal. is it difficult? Like I don't know. It pissed me off that I even started again because I had quit vaping like a year ago. No, uh, no, b- before. Uh, no, I knew you, but it was like when I first moved to Sacramento, I was fucking still vaping off it. Fucking one of those huge mod things I had back when I was like serious about it, buying my juice online and fucking. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then now they just have disposable shit, which is great for my green mentality. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck my lungs, but I do still care about the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the fuck with yeah, I, I completely quit vaping for like multiple years. And then uh because I'd used vaping to quit smoking mm. the second time. First time I used dip, which fucking hell. I don't know why me and my friends for a while are all dipping. It's disgusting. <laughs> like holy Get shit. The old uh the old water bottle, you know? Yeah, like my, my bottom gums are still a little bit receded from that shit. Mm. Yeah. Um Fuck, I forgot what I was. Yeah, so I quit and then I I picked it up again because this chick I was kind of fl- flinging with w- vaped. And then I just, for some reason, I'm like, oh, what is this disposable thing? I hit it. And then I just did it when I hung out with her. And then eventually, you know, you buy your own. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and then every time I go to Finland, I just I have nicotine gum and I do that there. And then the second I get home, I'm just like, it's like you fall back into that rhythm, you know? So I'm like, all right, right. I got to quit while I'm here. Because I can't, like, go back somewhere and fall back into that rhythm, you know? Because clearly yeah. that hasn't worked three different fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm just gnawing on nicotine gum there. And then I come home and, yeah. Yeah. I, um again, you know, mentioning that my parents were smokers and everything. Like, it, it, that is one of those things where you are either going to be like your parents or the complete opposite. There's a lot of things like yeah. that. Um, and that's the big one for me where it's like I, I have never had any interest in, in smoking, vaping. Nothing. Good for you. I um, thought I didn't. And then like in high school, like I just decided I, you know, I hung out with a shitty group of people <laughs> for like part of my <laughs> high school. Like during my parents going through their divorce at like 15, 16, I was just started smoking weed every day. And then those people also smoked cigarettes. So I smoked cigarettes and yeah. Mm. And then just smoked till I was like early twenties, I think. Hadn't fucking asthma attack. I'm like, okay, let's let's not do this anymore. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. And then even more motivation to never smoke again is, you know, my mom and how she died mm. with a lung disease from that smoking and teaching in fucking asbestos filled classrooms for decades. <sighs> What a start to this podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I, it's gone all over the place. It's all right. You know, 
it's been it's <sighs> yeah like just uh it's been over five years now since she mm. passed isn't that wild dude that is like that's a long time and we've yeah. known each other throughout the entirety of that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean we had you know we, we, we've talked about the the kind of story of our friendship of like oh this guy does stuff i like like you know that we're both kind of in the same medium of doing franchise mode, stuff like that. We've told the story about the, the collab that I completely tanked. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. Oh, I totally thought you trolled me, too. I thought, I was like, <sighs> oh, shit, he's another one of those guys. He's going to be friends with, like, Tactics and X-Tech and Nasher, and then he's not going to want want anything to do with me and i thought he was like you just yeah let's do this we started off and then you're just gone for hours and apparently you're just min maxing trading uh-huh. for every first rounder you can get to then trade for players and i'm Correct. like wow you do this way differently than i do i'm just like oh that didn't work let me throw in some other bullshit i i took the the, the challenge a bit <sighs> too seriously um I still owe you that collab one of these days, and I think oh. we have a, a oh, good have idea a good, for oh, yeah. said collab, uh, hopefully coming up sometime soon. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's crazy, right? Because we talked about that, and you know, we've had episodes where people have been like, hey, so like your friendships, how'd they start, and, and so-and-so, and you know, we just kind of talked about like, you know, the, yeah. um, the, you know, especially to the night of just like hanging out in a discord call that that was when i felt like our friendship really became i don't even know if that was the same night or a different night or some fucking shit but like mm. yeah I, I consider the failed collab of how we met um <laughs> and then that night of staying up for me till fucking 4 a.m and for you it's like the actual 7. morning 7 a.m yeah. <laughs> and just we're looking at squatting slavs and tracksuits memes just hours on it god now now that i wonder if that's even still in the discord (laughs) i don't know you'd have to scroll back pretty far i don't even know were we on discord at that time i feel like maybe what else would it have been on skype was it that long ago oh god it might have been now that you mention it yeah dude our first discord conversation starts in 2020 Oh my god! I think it was fucking <laughs> Skype. <laughs> you know, nothing really puts it into perspective to say was it on Discord? No, it was on Skype. <laughs> There's just something about that that just it hits really hard. <laughs> but yeah, oh, God, now that you mention it, right? Just the the amount of time that it's been and a lot of the different changes and experiences in that time, and yeah, no, it's been wild couple of years and it's mm-hmm. funny right because you mentioned um the idea of kind of like collabing and everything and you know like the the kind of foundation of our friendship and we talked about this uh coincidentally the last time endo couldn't make it for a podcast or no he was here and then had the connection issues but it was our final show of 2023 and we spent a lot of time talking about kind of our hockey fandom at that point in, in how things had changed, right? Because the end of 2023 and really the start of 2024 for the show has been a little bit weird, right? Like we've gone from our two episodes a week down to one, which is part schedule based and part for the fact that we were at two a week primarily because of our Manscaped sponsorship, I would mm-hmm. say. And again, we told the story about how they ghosted us. So that's had a an interesting effect on this show and it's like okay what are we going to do with this show and then 
in general, it's a hockey podcast when, you know, we've had some interesting moments over the last few years. And, you know, you talk about like the evolution of our friendship and things that have happened. It's like there's also the evolution of like our hockey fandom in -hmm. that time and how things have changed for us as fans of the NHL, how we consume games now and pay attention to the league like that has changed drastically since you and endo joined me on the show yeah and it, it kind of leads to the point where you know i had that that moment of oh yeah god like how do i feel about the nhl right <clears throat> and you and i talked about it and i kind of had that realization that because so much of the shit throwing from twitter and reddit and that mentality and yeah, how that has taken over the NHL with the the pride jersey thing and, and so much more talking about how hockey became less of a form of escapism for me because of that and how that's affected things. Um, it's just interesting to look at how much things have changed and the future of this show and kind of talking about our our friendship in regards to you joked about something that we've joked about recently, which is. The idea of like, what's the future of the hockey podcast? I don't know, but damn it, we might we might start our own separate podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we got the name. It's we do important part taken care of. Uh, I I I need to make the account. I'm afraid to say it. I'm afraid to even yeah, mention so, it. No, yeah, don't don't fucking say it. They're gonna steal it, little fuck. I know. I can't believe it's not taken. So I know. So what we're saying is this. If the time were to come where we're just like, you know, how we consume hockey, our fandoms, if it's changed to the point where it's not really conducive to having a hockey podcast because we just don't uh, have the the type of, dare I say, hot takes. I feel like that's the foundation, right, of sports kinda talk. Is. Is, yeah, kind of is. Is hot takes. And... You know, I think we're at the point now where it's like, for me, you know, we'll talk about some things today, certainly, but the NHL, I just don't have the energy in a lot of ways for like the regular season. Oh my God, is the sky falling type of thing? You know, it's because you end up with conversations, right? Like, uh, one of the big things was, what are the Lightning going to do with Steven Stamkos? And then their GM came out in the past couple days, I think even today, and said, yeah, we're not trading him. And in the past, I would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're not trading him. Or here's why they definitely shouldn't. And if you disagree, you should be kicked by a horse. Like, I just I don't necessarily have the energy for every topic like that. Like, I feel like we used to. And it's just because it's like it's the NHL, it's the regular season playoffs. I don't know. Maybe the Bruins of last season losing in the first round killed off that. That type of passion, unless it's a specific subject. I don't know. But. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I've I've had some. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for me, I don't I don't feel I, I'll just say what's on my mind. And if it's a hot take, it's a hot take. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think I, I, I'm definitely not a guy who has a lot of hot takes. Because usually I'm just like, I don't know, like it's speculation. 
like when like that's that's another thing that brings me back to my my beef with fucking sports journalism it's just so much speculation now too right like just like oh oh my god this this might happen and then the meat like it gets built up in this huge frenzy and then everyone's let down no matter what happens Mm -hmm. like (laughs) so about that then not to cut you off but i have been streaming because um we've been doing the sports gamer playoffs you know nhl esports and that's really kind of taken over the time that we would have had to do more of the stuff on parsec on stream um and because of that i started up on ncaa football 14 on stream i've had a blast with that now ncaa football is being talked about a lot from a video game perspective because they had the national title game on the seventh and oh sources say they're gonna unveil the release date or something like that and then nothing happened and now today, there's more reports of here's the release date this July. And a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But again, it's it's just that idea of, yeah, but what if it isn't? Then you're going to be like, oh, this is bullshit. You lie. You always just try to be first. And then the very next report that comes out, it's going to be, oh, my God, can you believe it? Like, it's just it. it it is that culture of like, okay, I got to be first. And if I'm wrong, well, the hell with the consequences, because then I'll just be first again and say, well, the source has changed. And yeah. That that translates to so many different things, whether it's a video game release or, like you said, kind of news stories within the NHL about what's going on. You know, there was the the thing with the Sharks of Kevin LeBanks on waivers. No, he isn't. <laughs> it was never on waivers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what? you know, a, a form of media that did a great job representing this shift from news and journalism being one thing to to what it is now is actually anchorman 2 which kind of seems crazy that a comedy but they fucking illustrated it perfectly where it was like what if we just like made our show for ratings 24-hour news for fucking ratings it's like we can't do that what do you mean there's this whole montage of like all the various ridiculous things um (laughs) that like you know watching a car chase like, what are you talking about we're not gonna watch a car chase that's not news it's like no just let me let me talk about the car chase and then a, a you know a panel of four people in those four fucking corners just yelling at each other oh my and God. like and again yeah so in this in in that sort of way the same um that tv news tr- you know went from facts to ratings mm-hmm. um the same way as sports journalism has come has just really turned to sensationalism where i think it started out innocent and pure i really do i think there was a there's probably a golden age of sports journalism and then mm-hmm. unfortunately you know you have the and there still are a few who are really great and i'll always mm-hmm. shout out katie strang and rick westhead yes who just go for the fucking truth does who cares what feathers they may rustle who cares if someone's going to deny them access Good journalism is about getting through those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, uh, it, well, it's, it's it sucks, but it is, I guess, you know, that's what happens when you, you 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 make money from ratings or you turn to clicks to make money and you need that. And so you just go for the easy way. I'm glad you mentioned those two in particular, right? Because they are the ones that you kind of look at to be like the top of the list of like genuine reporting. Mm-hmm. And it's so tough now because, like, Rick Westhead <clears throat> will still put out stories. He mentioned over the last two weeks 
you know, uh, Chicago's still involved in a lawsuit with the John Doe in regards to the the what's now known as the Kyle Beach story. And they're still being scumbags, FYI, for all the people saying they've changed on Twitter, you fucking idiots. <laughs> and the thing about that is that was a story for like three hours. And then the bullshit takes over again of just the, the stuff that doesn't necessarily matter, you know? And mm-hmm. it, I just don't know if it's because people again, prefer to not have to talk about the real topics because, hey, this is a form of escapism. I'd rather talk about the William Nylander contract for 40 minutes like we did on our last show. Um, I'm not I'm not sure what it is, right? But it is that idea of like, hey, here's these, these real things going on, these real issues beyond the game, and so much of it doesn't necessarily get attention. And that's, yeah. you know, again, that's the idea of how the world is and you use the nhl for escapism hey here's all these real issues on the news yeah but did you see this wild fucking car chase we got helicopters following this fucking dude (laughs) and on stream at one point a couple years ago it just kind of became a natural thing for me where someone was like hey there's this fucking car chase going on and i'm like cool i'll watch it on stream i'll i'll commentate the damn thing this is fun and then eventually i'm just like some of these have ended with like the person killing themselves yeah. or getting shot by police. And I'm like, I don't feel good about that. So I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, the smarter thing might've been to just stay the Twitch streamer. Who's like, oh, chase, let's go. We're going live. Let's do this. We're following along. Let's see what happens. Uh, place your bets. Does it end in an arrest? How does it end? Twitch prediction. Like yeah, sucks having a conscience. It and, really and, does and empathy. Like I, I sometimes <laughs> I really wish I didn't have it. I, I, obviously not too seriously because I think it's it's a beautiful, beautiful part of life and being a human. But uh, yeah, it, it it hurts a lot too. A it couple soy boy liberal cucks <laughs> talking about hockey. <laughs> oh God! Well, now I'm now I don't know how to feel. <laughs> It's a dissection. You know what? It's of ourselves. End it with this with a great, brilliant quote from Trevor Noah when he said about CNN at the White House press dinner, I think in like 2022. Uh, you turned on the breaking news banner for the OJ chase and you never turned it off. Massive thing. Everything has to be breaking and and sensational so that when those big stories come out from the request heads and stuff, it's like shocking. And but like you're like, okay, well, what's the next? Right. And mm-hmm. no, nothing has that same weight. And also because there's so much shitty stuff and so much is, you know, on the news purposefully to be shitty. Hey, here's shitty stuff because it activates, you know, the certain parts of the brain that keeps people coming back, even though they don't like it. It's like uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting way into the weeds on that. But yeah. Well, again, though, like that was kind of the point, right, is how much of that has transferred over to mm-hmm. to hockey, right? Like, I do think the the Kyle Beach story was the, the big turning point in yeah. our fandoms and just how things have changed. And it's taken a little bit. It wasn't an overnight like. No, because the fallout from it's still happening. That's what people don't understand. They're like, wow, this is already settled. It's like, no, it's not like you don't. I don't think you fully grasp just how big of an impact that has. 
Well, with that, thank you very much for joining us for another edition of your favorite hockey podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, truly, man. truly is a hockey broadcast, I know. It is. It is living up to the title. Honestly, we should we should just change the title and just be like, yeah, your favorite hockey broadcast, and then just never talk about hockey again. <laughs> we'll, we'll just talk about what's going on in our lives under the guise of like, don't worry, we'll talk about hockey. Oh, we ran out of time. We'll, we'll see you next G- week. We'll be the George R. R. Martins of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, the hockey is coming. The hockey is coming. It's going to be great. <laughs> you kid, but honestly, <laughs> I think that's the future. Oh think it is oh my god all right well we do have a couple of hockey things we allegedly wanted to talk about i don't know you want to get to those you want to get to some viewer questions or is there anything else on your brain what's happening let's look at let's get to some viewer questions there's a lot of my brain but let's get to some viewer questions all right well we will uh kick things off here with uh a common a common thread in terms of these questions one scroopy noopers what is the name? <laughs> this is a hell of a question. What is your favorite name of a deceased relative? My paternal great-great-grandmother was named Dicey Williams. Just from the name, someone you wouldn't miss. <laughs> so, I don't have a good answer for this. He, he must have a long family history in the States, man. Dicey right. Williams. That's just... That feels very... Dixieland to me. I don't know why. Like southern, not I was deep gonna, south, but like east south. You know what I mean? Like I was gonna say, like Virginia uh, Carolinas. Yeah, in my head though, too. I'm thinking like so. Uh, a spoiler alert about Scroopy. I'm not gonna dox you. Um, but I know you live out west and are a Ducks fan because I sold a Ducks jersey on eBay and mentioned on stream that I sold it, and Scroopy messaged me like. So my wife bought this jersey for me for my birthday. <laughs> is this your Cam Fowler jersey? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. Thank you for your purchase. <laughs> what a kick-ass wife, by the way. Right? Uh, God, it, it pained me to part with that jersey, but I had to downsize at the time. But um, it's just one of those things. I hear the name Dicey Williams. I think Old West. I, I think I think Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, like, that, Dicey that's, Williams. That's is is robbing a bank alongside John Marston, you know? <laughs> like that's what I envision. <laughs> Come on, Darcy. <sighs> uh my history like this, I I struggle with it. I don't know. For whatever reason, like our family history has been a little bit difficult to kind of track down. So there isn't somebody that immediately comes to mind for me like this because yeah. we have um you know, my mom's done her best through, um, like, the, the My Heritage websites and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, for me, it's been very difficult um, to kind of track that down is the best yeah. way to put it. So I don't have a great answer for this. I wish I did because that type of stuff really does intrigue me about that aspect of, of family history and everything. But... At the moment, yeah. it's just it's been too difficult to track down. Yeah, mine mine's pretty tough. Like uh, my mom's side, her mother was adopted, so you know, yeah, no good luck, right? Yeah, no clue. 
but that's everyone whenever i tell people that in the fucking nordics like oh yeah her 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 real parents must have been fucking swedish or something like <laughs> you look way too much like that because i do looks wise i take on from my mom's side a hell of a lot more um and then yeah so like and then her uh then my mom's father was a child of polish immigrants mm. so i'm sure down the line there's some crazy fucking polish names but like and yeah, like his last name was is would like their their fucking name was changed at Ellis Island. Right. It wasn't Voigt. That's not a Polish name at all. But they were like, <laughs> mm, it's your fucking name now, bitch. Like it, <laughs> we can't pronounce whatever the hell it was. I my mom told me it like once, and I oh, could not remember for the life of me. But yeah, I it's tough. And on my dad's side, it's like they're all Norman, fucking Scottish, British, Irish, like and you know norman because there's some french in there thanks to the hundred years war uh and it, they're just basic ass names right williams and fucking <laughs> vincent's <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a, a tough thing too like um it's my dad that did one of the 23 and me's or something like that and you know it's one of those where it's like oh it confirms what we knew like italian you know, like the Bari region, like we knew that, but then there was also like a good amount of Irish. And he's like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Who the hell was Irish? <laughs> and then we trace it back to, well, of course there was a name change because how many Irish immigrants yep. came over and had to change their name. Otherwise, you know, the persecution you'd face just for having, you know, your name be McWilliams, God yep. forbid. Um, which is why so many people are Williams now is yeah, I honestly, I think the coolest part from my dad's side is like the family name that got passed down. That is my dad's middle name, which is lad L a D D. I'm like, that's cool. And I'm sure there's a dope ass name that sounded sick. Something lad like, but I, I just, yeah, it's, you don't, I don't know, man. Like my family didn't talk much. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> We do better now. Well, no, the Swedes love to talk. <laughs> no, the Finnish Swedes would make talk. Sense. Yeah, the Finns. <laughs> yeah, no, man, yeah, no, my grandmother. Yeah, she she loved to talk too. So, but she was brought up by Irish, and so she would swear to the to the moon back that she was fucking Irish, but she's adopted. So, <laughs> <laughs> so her maiden name was actually pretty sick, Evelyn Reardon. Like that's pretty. Mm. That's a pretty cool name. God, I, I want to know, right? I've been intrigued. I'm like, okay, what the hell was my... Even if it was like, okay, my great-great-grandfather, like, oh, are you Jeremiah? <laughs> <laughs> you a ditch digger in Rhode Island? Like, I want to know. Like, I wanna, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things I've thought about where it's just like, yeah, you know, not to get overly existential about it, but it's like, okay, it's not necessarily surprising the people who were alive in the 1800s. It's like, okay, at this point, you know, you you know the names and the memories of it start to fade a bit right yeah whereas you know granted for us we have a a digital footprint to go off of um you know our generation and older uh, a lot of our shit's documented online just to be there forever and ever for someone to eventually fucking find it it'll be a hell of a lot easier for like great great grandchildren to be like oh here was this fucking idiot talking about hockey online (laughs) while i'm in the freaking 15th pagan wars or whatever the fuck's going on in yeah. 2300 or whatever so oh man thank you for listening to this hockey podcast <laughs> <sighs>
This is what happens. If it's Endo and I, we just joke around about random shit, and then you and I get into like the, oh yeah, no, it's just existentialism. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of which, almost. If you had to pick one athlete, if you had to pick the life of one athlete ever, who would you choose? That comes from Young Burrito. If you had to pick the life of one athlete ever, who would you choose? I'll let you go first on this. (laughs) I have two that are pretty fucked up. Okay. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I will. No? I'll, I'll, I'll sit. No, no, no. It's, it's borderline at best. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I want to have all the talent in the world and be a fucking idiot. I just want to know what that feels like. Because I don't have much talent, and I'm, but I'm pretty smart. Uh, curse, <laughs> isn't it? It is. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. I, I, then I, I would choose to be Pat McAfee. Someone who has a lot of talent but chooses to uh, be a dirtbag. Prioritize yeah. spotlighting someone trying out for Infowars <laughs> instead of you know continuing to be the guy that continues to shake up the status quo of those type of shows. Uh, you just fall into the pattern of everybody else. Way and to we'll go! Still Pat. be friends, man. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So for me. The, the real answer is I don't have an answer because I think the life of being an athlete would fucking suck. Like, for as much as, like, okay, trolls on the internet can be like, oh, you just, oh, you fucking no life, you just sit on the internet. Like, I have a pretty sweet goddamn life, is my answer. Like, I have this teeny, 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 tiny bit of notoriety on the internet. Like, ever so, like, it, it's the smallest blip imaginable. And I like it that way. There's this super small corner of the internet and of the world who is aware of me and what I am doing. And aside from that, I, I don't need any more. Like, okay, sure. Would more money be nice? Sure. Would knowing that when I die, there will be articles upon articles and videos talking about my career and my life, my legacy, whatever. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. But to get there is the absurd amount of wear and tear that you put on your body. I put enough of that just by walking to the fridge. Like I, I don't need I don't need the wear and tear of a professional athlete to wear like the 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 a hell that you put yourself through to get to that level that you deal with for the rest of your life. Like, we've talked about that in terms of athletes being like, yeah, it's difficult to play with my kids. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, to yeah, me, it's just, it. you know, I'd, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got a great idea. Please continue before I say no. it. No, go ahead. It's fine. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, yeah, when, when you put it that way, like, I don't want to be fucking Babe Ruth. Sit there, <laughs> fucking eat, smoke <laughs> cigars, drink, and hit dingers off a dude throwing 60. <laughs> <laughs> With that terrible fucking swing. You kidding me? Oh, <laughs> Just <God>. fucking... <laughs> and he fucking waddles around the bases. <laughs> oh, oh, I heard amazing. the years... The year? Years? Year? And like when he went back to Boston. 
And he was mm. just so fucking fat and still trying to play center field. God bless him. <laughs> and like couldn't catch routine flies. Oh man. And then like uh, had one like really good game. <laughs> a legacy continued by Manny Ramirez 80 years later. <laughs> oh my god. Not being able to play the outfield. Um yeah, like, it's kind of like not uh, just dodging of the question as that is. And I will actually answer the question in a minute. It's just that idea of like, okay, the wear and tear that you put on your body. I hate the idea of not being able to go to like the fucking grocery store without like, yes, there's that trade off of, hey, I know you. I respect and love what you do. But then there's also it's like, man, I just want to go to the grocery store with my wife and just be present and not have to worry about making or ruining someone's day simply by you know having to interact or sign something take a picture like not that that would be a huge deal but you get the point right um it's just for me the idea of the physical wear and tear the trade-offs that come with fame mm-hmm. has never been appealing to no me at all I, it's I just like the most the no. money to me wouldn't make it worth it like it's just i like i said i love the fact that you know right now i'm honestly getting to do really well thanks to the community that has, t- has taken to me and continues to support me it's that idea of most of my days are wake up do Grab something a podcast sports gamer related then i get to hang out with my wife until she goes to bed for work the next day. And then I get to be a fool on the internet playing video games and rinse and repeat. And it's sweet. <laughs> like, <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, like, okay, we can pay our bills. It's cool. Like, we don't have a fucking mansion. I don't need a goddamn mansion. You know what that's like to clean? That was always my mom's attitude. Um, so I grew up in a, a coastal town of less than 10,000 people. Um, but it was more of there was money, but it was more working class and money. The next town over was the big money. And we'd always drive through and look at the big fucking houses. And my mom would always say, God, can you imagine what it would be like to have to clean one of those? <laughs> it's like, Mom, I think they, they have enough money to hire a cleaning person. She's like, Yeah, but still, like, imagine they were sick for the day and you had to do it yourself. How long would it take? <laughs> And so it's like, okay, the idea of a big house has never appealed. The idea of, well, if I had a Lambo in my garage, my every day would be that much better. It's like, no, not not really. Not really. Like, I don't need to worry about did my garage get broken into today? There's just so much that comes along with that stuff that just does not appeal to me whatsoever. And it's it's a part of the inch like it's funny being an introvert, like, you know, you've seen him for the most part, like we both are like, you know, we, we turn up the, uh, the personality a bit, like there's an on mode, but a, a lot of, you know, my time is not in on mode. It's oh, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of chilling and a little bit more quiet and reserved depending on the, you know, what we're doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless we're playing floorball and I fake fight you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you have another answer aside from Aaron Rodgers, though, or is that the one that you're going with? I mean, I'm kind of with you on the whole. Like, being an athlete is like pretty fucked. Like, it's right. it's there's so much risk involved. The money's cool, but like, 
I'm of the impression I've always kind of been like, you know, because especially when during, you know, hilariously, the height of the pandemic, when I was making probably more money than I ever yeah, legit more money than I ever made in my life uh, mm. for a good six month period, six to 12 month period where I was raking in a lot per month. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that it changed fucking nothing. Yeah. Like I didn't feel any different and I had to still work on all this shit. I'm like, wait a second. Isn't this supposed to help? Like, mm. um, so like I, and that, that's when I learned, like if I, if, if, if I have enough money, my basic needs are met, I can do things that I like and I could, you know, do some traveling right. and experience things. Then anything after that, it's all, it all becomes relative. And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck do you need? I, I found myself just giving away so much fucking money at times. Like I, I was dropping weird donations in years after certain days. <laughs> um, Thank I you. Was donating to like just fucking charities all the time. I was donating to bail funds during, you know, the Black Lives Matter stuff. And I was just mm. like, because I, because especially with what I was doing, it's like, I'm not contributing anything to society. <laughs> I'm literally watching numbers and lines go up and down. Empathy is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, like I probably could have <laughs> saved a lot more. I pay, I dropped 20 grand flat on my private student loan. Mm. And then my financial manager's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, but it had like almost 10%. Like it was like 10% interest on that bitch. Probably more. Mm. Fucking Sally Mae. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think for me, if I if I were to be an athlete, it's like I wouldn't want to be like Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or anything like that. Like I, I no, if you've seen the last dance, you do absolutely do not want to be Michael Jordan. Right. Like I would want I, I would have the hockey players mentality of I you know just being able to have that anonymity right like how many like if you're I'm trying to think of a good comparison here if you're a member of the Lakers good luck going to fucking Publix yeah and not being noticed it's the worst for a basketball player so fucking tall yeah. stand out everywhere <laughs> if you're Jordan Spence of the LA Kings, you got a pretty good life. You're playing for the LA Kings and no disrespect to Jordan Spence. I like Jordan Spence a lot, actually. I don't know the um, name, so there you go. <laughs> but right. It's one of those things where it's like, if you're Jordan Spence, like you get all the perks of being a professional athlete while still getting to avoid so many of the negatives. That that would be So I'm assuming he's a bench player, and they still make in the millions in basketball. Like I'm pretty sure bench players like would make million oh, per dude, year. Bench least. players in basketball make like Connor McDavid money. <laughs> that's like that's so nuts, man. Right. That's that's incredible. I would too. Yeah. God, I would love to be a 13th or whatever the hell. 12th. I forget. So, it's been a I, while I since definitely, I've done a 2K franchise. There you go. <laughs> I would definitely go for that approach as opposed to, you know, it being like, yep, oh, just make me just make me Tom Brady. You know, it's like, eh, it's just it's too many negative trade-offs to me. Yeah. There you go. As we take another question incredibly seriously. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm sure that's what they're asked. They're after. From AJ. That, that even made me think. Just thinking you mentioned a name of basketball player. Like, Could I even name fucking the starting five for the Lakers at this point? <laughs> I don't think I could. 
Let's try, Sin. Let's try. Or at least, you know what? I like just name people who are start like play a lot on that team. Is Kuzma still there? I have to check their roster. Give me a second. I am loading into the Lakers website. Rosters and coaches. And eyebrows, is he still there? Anthony Davis is still there. And LeBron is still um, there. Right? Is Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma is not still there. Ah. Okay, so you got Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. LeBron. One. Uh then I, I said LeBron, motherfucker. LeBron. Two. Yeah. Didn't they bring in that one dude, Chris Paul? Uh they did at one point. He's not there anymore. Fuck! <laughs> and Rondo's not there anymore. I know that. <laughs> Rondo retired like 2017. I don't see. <laughs> uh, actually, no, in fairness, I, was... I lied. I lied. Rondo actually played as recently as 2022. Ah. Um, yeah, but. I, I, yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I'd be intrigued. Like, how much anonymity? Does Colin Castleton have as a member of the Lakers? Probably so much. You know, I wonder. I'm sure only the fanatics would be like, hell yeah. Mm. From AJ, who is each of y'alls? AJ, when did you start saying y'alls? You're from British Columbia. Stop it. Who is each of y'alls favorite? Why the hell is he still in the NHL player? Oh, it has to be a favorite. Okay. Like, we like them, or just, like, one person that we like to be like, I think it would just be the person where we're just like, huh, you're still there, huh? Yeah, that's, hmm. I'm trying to think of one that's, like, maybe a little bit out there, because obviously there's a few that are fucking obvious. (laughs) Philip Zadina. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) He's had great flashes. (laughs) Um, Um, So, technically, I can say Corey Perry. Like, he's not on a team anymore. Gary Bettman has said he can play, but also he was never officially suspended, and we still don't know what the fuck happened because reporting. And we will never know because a bunch of legal papers have been signed, probably. Yeah. NDAs and, you know. Yeah. In a, perfect, in, a, in, in a just world, we would, but, you know. We're not asking for details. This, this is, just this is Gary's world. <laughs> um... Who do I want to throw under the bus? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, hmm. <laughs> uh, man, I I don't know. I feel like it's a really tough it is. question to answer because like we've seen before how players can do kind of poorly and then like, oh, shit, new Bounce team, back, new circumstances, yeah. whatever. They turn it around a bit. Um. Even this like is Ilias, tough. Why is this like, so tard? Even like Ilya Samsonov, I don't want to be like, how are you still there? But goalies are voodoo. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna call a goalie out or hype right. them up too much. Like exactly. that's not ever happening. Look what Martin Jones is doing. There's no there's no Dude, God. right? <laughs> Do you know his updated stat line? We talked about it the last show. I don't even remember what um, it was. I think it was in the 930s, and I said like high yeah, 920s, maybe. It is down to a 924. Still uh, stupid. The same, sa- granted, less games, half the games as the other guy, but the same save percentage as Connor Hellebuck. 
Martin Jones. Booked Martin Jones, allegedly. Craziness. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have a pick because um being the liberal cuck snowflake white boy that I am, I'm just happy for people that are getting to be happy and live their dream. Even if they're the worst player at living their dream, they're still living their now, dream. Right? Uh, yeah, and there's so much like cycling in and out too, of like it's hard to be like, how is this person still in the NHL? Um, the obvious one, I guess, would be Vlasic, but then you can answer that. Well, he has a large contract and he's mm-hmm. on a shit team. Like, that's how, like, I don't know. Like, I, I can always look at things logically. Um, uh, I'm looking at the league scoring list. He's played one game this season. Um, Jujar Kara. And that's only because oh, yeah. I think everybody that has watched him play is concerned for his health. Uh, because that's a guy who suffered numerous concussions. Um, so that might be my answer. Is <laughs> just how are you still there? Because I, I, you would think that common sense with health would dictate, but maybe he's just gotten incredibly lucky, and in which case, cool, he's still getting the play, which is sweet. Sure. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I know the answer. He's absolutely cooked. Alexander Ovechkin. (laughs) Who has lost his powers, his mythical scoring powers to his greatest rival in Sidney Crosby. Who uh, the updated stat for Ovi, by the way, Sin, I don't know if you've seen it. He is leading the caps in scoring with 27 points, eight goals. In that 39 is, games. That's fucking absurd. Sidney like, Crosby. He, he's not even... He's, at, he's on pace for not 20, and that's crazy to think about. Yeah. We said all he had to do was average like 30 for a couple more years, and he might not even hit 20. Mm-hmm. He's got... But he doesn't have to get going. That's the thing. We're going to keep saying that, and maybe this is what the, the thing we all feared was that there was no gradual fall off, and he just... Right. Ugh. I'm telling you, Sidney Crosby has overtaken his powers. Because Sid, this season, is now tied for sixth in goals with 26. Tied with David Posternock and Zach Hyman. Yeah, he is carrying my fantasy roster at times. Also, Zach Hyman has as many goals as David Posternock. <laughs> you know what? Hyman. Good for him, and also that just goes to show you how differently players blossom and, and hit their prime in, in the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. We've all been conditioned now to expect prime to now start 24 because the game's been getting younger instead of like the old 26 to 34. It is now like 24 32 as like yeah. the magical prime. But for some people, look at you know, look at Hyman, I'd say he hit his prime at 28, and it might not be yeah. as long as others, but it's going to be a good fucking prime. I almost equate him to uh, Kovalchuk and Clarkson. I feel like McDavid and company, the Kovalchuk, and then Hyman's the guy where it's like, man, you can make a hell of a career. Like, not that it's your only positive trade on the ice, but you can make a hell of a career being the cleanup guy. We saw yeah. it in Detroit with the likes of Johan Franzen. Um, the Moose. Kreider like. is still doing it for New York. Joe Pavelski is still 
even at his age, almost 40 years old, one of the best net front players in the league to this day. He's one of the best at it all time. Um, yes, he is. Shout out to fucking Zach Hyman. Um, it's crazy, though, because a little bit off topic, but I'm looking at the top goal scorers right now in the league. There's some surprising names that are that are up there, over 20 goals already. Uh, by the way, there's 22 players as of the time that we're recording this, the afternoon of uh, January 16th. 22 players that have 20 goals on the season. Now, you have Austin Matthews at the top of 33. There's no surprise. Second place for the Florida Panthers, Sam Reinhart with 32 goals. Upcoming free agent, by the way. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm happy for Sam Reinhart, man. He dealt with some brutal yeah. Sabres teams. I'm sure he's going to Toronto. <laughs> They'll find a way, right? They'll find a way. <laughs> find a way. Um, you have Kucherov, Panarin, Besser. I mentioned Pasternak, Hyman, Crosby, Pedersen, and McKinnon in the top 10. I'm hyped for Besser, man. What a turnaround, right? Oh, yeah. Goes to show you how much mental game hockey is. Mm-hmm. And that was the big thing, right? Is fuck the, all you people who called him washed and shit like that. Like, come on, dude. He lost his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> At number 11, Carter Verhage, Miko Rantanen, uh, Valery Nachushkin, who is back in the player assistance program, and there's still weirdness about that because what happened in that hotel room in Seattle, and now he's back in the player assistance program. That's, that's a, We won't get proper reporting, so who the fuck knows? Um, but also in that top 20, Travis Konechny, noted all-star Frankie Vitrano, and uh, L.A. King's legend. He he can go to a, a grocery store just fine and not be noticed too much. Trevor Moore, another <sighs> former Leaf. Can you believe it? <laughs> <sighs> oh, the Leafs. We have fun with them every show. But, yeah, I don't know. Tough question from AJ. Well, Sin, we're 50 minutes into this show and have barely talked about hockey, which is just the way that we like it. Um. And hopefully are avoiding any kind of technical issues here, which brings us to our next question from Bouncy. What's something that you like to make that makes you feel like a Michelin star chef? I don't have an answer to this because I, oh, I don't think know. that highly of myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, neither do I, but I feel like a Michelin star is pushing it. But I have a couple, couple different things that I can cook real fucking well. Um, I have unfortunately I can't eat them anymore, but I can cook really good steaks. Um, sometimes I just keep it simple, you know, extra virgin olive oil in the pan and I do pan fry them. I don't have to use a grill and shit like pan frying is really fucking good for steaks and then like salt and pepper to season. That's a simple way. Or I'll do a dry rub on the steak and you start with like some seasoned salt, garlic, uh, garlic powder, and what you do, you have to pull, like poke, at least what I do with a fork, poke a bunch of ho- holes in the meat, both sides. You start and then you start seasoning it with the seasoning, salt, garlic powder. Sometimes I'll even put a little sweetness in there, a little brown sugar. And uh, you got to have some spice, some pepper. Sometimes if you're feeling crazy, instead of the garlic powder, you can put garlic cloves in there. I'm, I was never a huge fan of that. It comes off a little too strong. So I'd do that and then, you know grill it or sometimes you know usually with the dry rub you got to grill it so i'd grill it and then i'd for 
side dishes. Sometimes a nice, you know, I'll make a nice salad with it. But the main thing that goes with it is this asparagus I make. That's again, pretty fucking simple. You, you get your baking sheet, tin foil on it, put the wash and uh, snap the asparagus, of course. Put it all on the uh, <laughs> on there drizzles the olive oil on it and then salt and pepper and you bake it at 350 for like 20 to 30 minutes depending on how crispy you want it and it fucking it's 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 simple but it tastes so good just making notes (laughs) (laughs) there you go chef's in be another another new segment on the show (laughs) God. Um, our final question again. I don't have a great answer to that. I don't. I'm uh I'm a basic bitch. My my wife is the is the the cook and the the baker of the family. Like it's like, hey, we're doing pasta tonight. I'm like, okay, I can make some sweet garlic bread. <laughs> I can this. boil the water. Yeah, I sure can. Let me just a little bit of salt in that bitch. Just... Yeah, put the, you got you gotta salt the pasta while it boils. <laughs> put some olive oil in there too so the noodles don't stick this guy knows this guy knows apparently i like olive oil apparently <laughs> it's, it's, it is like, it's legit the the main oil i use and everything vegetable oil is not good for you there you go from bk will we see some sort of online franchise mode in the ea nhl series again I would like to think yes. Um, plans, of course, can always change. Yeah. But they they know how much it has been talked about and discussed and how desired it is. And you can rest assured we're pushing for it directly. Um, I have made the the devs very well aware of the potential that uh, a connected franchise would have, even if it's just the ability for friends to play games with me in franchise, which is what we have done through the Parsec stuff with the 2K10 run and stuff like that. Obviously, Sin uploaded um, on his channel the NHL Legacy tournament that we did, the international tournament. Kind of skipped a few days. It's not all up yet. I got to get back on that. I've been busy. <laughs> but yes, yes, that that's a great series. It's just one of those things where we, we've talked about that so many times. Just the potential, potential that is there. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we see that change sooner rather than later. Yeah. And you guys uh, might be, get a little taste of what uh, something like that could could be as well. Just saying, just a little teaser, and a little hope teaser. for the future if it goes well. So you better fuckers better watch it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to a channel near you. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. With that, we do have a couple of things to talk about. Nothing too crazy. We'll bounce between topics because honestly, I feel like a lot of the narratives over the last week have been you know narratives that we've talked about and seen play out as the season's gone on for example the winnipeg jets are still red hot they are still the best team in the nhl right now by points percentage uh 
we had kind of talked about them a bit just in regards to how shocking it is. And as this run continues, like, yeah, it's still shocking. You know, you talk about the changes that that roster has had, the thought that, okay, they're going full deconstruction. Blake Wheeler's gone. Shifley's probably next. Hellebuck's probably gone. But no, they kept Shifley. They kept Hellebuck. They made those slight alterations, and now here they are with uh, arguably the best tandem in the league between Hellebuck and Laurent Brassois. And guess what? Uh, Kyle Connor just came back from injury. He sure did. And I put him right back in my fantasy lineup. No way I was going to drop him. Austin Bruins legend, Kyle Connor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good good for Winnipeg. They've they've gone through it. They've, they've gone through it. I will never not root for the success of the Winnipeg Jets. And I feel like if you're a hockey fan, you have to root for the success of the Winnipeg Jets. You simply yeah. have to. The you're idea kind of, like... of the smaller market succeeding, you need to root for it. It's the same thing to me, the idea of people being like, oh, the Coyotes. Blah. You got to root for that. Granted, they're not a smaller market, but these untraditional markets, the smaller markets, you need to root for the success of those teams because that's what's going to lead to growth for the league. Yeah. And growth for the league means if you root for a big team, you get a higher salary uh, cap. Toronto, shut the fuck up. <laughs> there you go. 100%. <laughs> That's what it is. It's Anybody... mostly Montreal and Toronto fans who, for some reason, hate the Coyotes. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, you have enough to worry about over there. Completely mm-hmm. agree with you. So, yeah. you know, you have the Jets doing Jet things. You have the Oilers still doing Oilers things. Um, they are looking very good. They're over, uh, they're at a 603 points percentage right now after an abysmal start to their season they have won 10 games in a row Connor McDavid has done more Connor McDavid things uh surpassing what was it 900 career points already in uh 606 games he has 907 points I think we already talked about how quickly Gretzky hit it so we don't have to go through that absurdity again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he hit it in 100 games <laughs> right oh jesus um what is crazy though is that connor is now fourth all time in scoring for the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> that is oh. fucking nuts but it shows the separation in the eras for the oilers yeah their top 10 in scoring wayne gretzky 1,669 points. Yari Curry, 1,043. Messier, 1,034. And then you have Connor at 907. So he'll pass Messier by the end of next season. Yep. Which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he had to play in the dead puck era. Yeah. Um, Number five was Glenn Anderson from the 80s. Number eight is Paul Coffey. But then 9 and 10 are guys from the 90s, early 2000s, Ryan Smith and Doug Waite. So it just kind of shows that, like, okay, you had the 80s, the in-between, and now the modern era, where also, by the way, you have Dreisaitl and Nuge at 6 and (laughs) 7. So literally anybody in between the Gretzky-Messier era and now the current McDavid-Dreisaitl era is ninth at best. Yeah. 
those were some fucking rough years for the Oilers. And that featured a team that made a Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Just crazy how that's by, worked out. By almost reverse sweeping the Sharks. They won four straight after losing two. We are, we are <sighs> practicing. This <laughs> comes back to the Sharks. I'm just, I'm just saying, I remember that year so well because they had fucking Rollison in a net. Mm. And we played Toskla. And Leafs legend. I, I will never. I'll, I'll. I remember so many names from that roster because it was such a heartbreaking series, and they were such a fucking crazy dickhole team. Jason Smith, Rafi Torres, Ryan Smith. Mm. <sighs> Alashemski, I'm pretty sure was there still. Or I won't have you name the full team. That's fine. Um, What's interesting, though, is I talked about the Sharks last night, and this isn't quite hockey-related, but I talked about the Sharks last night because the NFL playoffs were on, which, by the way, I think a big part of like the, the mid-season lull for me in interest is that in the NHL is that like the NFL playoffs were very, very entertaining. Um, you know, like Obviously, the Patriots are long gone at this stage, um, but it's kind of nice as a neutral to just be able to watch and, and root for stories. Um, yeah. I wish the Eagles lat- had a really easy way to put fraud in their name, but they don't. Well, so that's the thing. I was going to bring up the Philadelphia, Philadelphia. It doesn't, doesn't work, man. Fraudles. It doesn't, but it sucks. God. Uh, so last night, the Eagles lost to the Bucks, um, which is crazy. Um, you know, the Eagles were on a massive slide midway to end of the season, and it continued in the playoffs. Um, last night, though, in the crowd in Tampa, they showed Eagles fans with paper bags over their heads. And my response on Twitter was like, they won a championship within the last decade. Been, what, seven years since they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? You look so fucking stupid for doing the bag on your head thing when your teams won a title less than a decade ago. Yeah. Like, no other fan base is going to have sympathy for you, nor should you be seeking it. Like, you won. Like, you can be upset at the fact that, and it's true for the Eagles, they are a team that it's like, oh, shit, did our window just close? Like, apparently, Jason Kelsey uh, is going to retire, you know, a future Hall of Fame center. Um, that's a huge loss for the team or whatever else might happen. Like, you can view it as like, oh, shit, you know, we, we missed out on the window. But the bag over the head... That's... You don't do that at a playoff game. Like that's, no, that's not exactly. the back of the head. You do that when you haven't won a fucking game all season. Guess what? When the Raiders like won one game all season, when they're I think they're still in Oakland. Yeah, they were still in Oakland at the time. They're fucking the black hole is still going wild. You're fucking soft, Philly. <laughs> like you care. had that that idea of like, oh god, we're the perennial losers in a way, but. Also, not really. Like, you went from, like, Randall Cunningham to Donovan McNabb. You made a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens. And he puked in the huddle. I'm bringing <laughs> that conspiracy back. <laughs> I believe Terrell. Oh, my God. <laughs> believe T.O. I forgot all about that. Incredible. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things for the Eagles where it's like, 2012, they finished fourth in their division. 2020, they finished fourth in their division. Uh, 2007 and five, like they've had very few lean years. Like that's just crazy to me. Like 
the bag on the head to be like, I'm embarrassed to be here, but I'm an Eagles fan. Like the bag on the head needs to be like the Leafs before Austin Matthews. The bag on the head needs to be the Cleveland Browns. Now, even though they made the playoffs and for the past 20 years, um, like that, that was just crazy to me, right? It's like, you're not like, you're not even a Sharks fan. The hockey equivalents, the Sharks, which is where that came to from for me was just like the idea of, you know, again, the Eagles won. Like you have great teams that don't. The Sharks are my go-to example for that, unfortunately, where you talk about like these great teams where they're towards the top of the list. I'm like, how the fuck did they never win? Yeah. They got close. So for the Eagles, for a team that actually did win, the idea of like, I'm embarrassed to be an Eagles fan now. Yeah. If we were too dowdy, we would have been given a Stanley Cup. Because we could have won it, but you know, unfortunately, it was a Pittsburgh there. But if it was, you know, any other fucking team, we probably would have won. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that was just crazy to me. The idea of the whole bag on the head, but the NFL playoffs in general. Like I know, you know, you've kind of talked about NFL for you, you know, football following. It's like, eh, it's kind of pay attention type of thing. Yeah. Um, but as someone who grew up as a Packers fan, that would be a damn good time for you to follow because. Um, God, the playoffs were so good this past weekend. You had the the Packers as the seventh seed, the lowest seed in the NFL playoffs, going to Dallas and embarrassing the Cowboys in no, their home I, stadium. I I watched parts. Yeah, I watched parts of that, and I went back and watched the highlights, and that is amazing. Like the Packers have gone from. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, to maybe Jordan Love in that conversation, which is nuts. Although, let's hope Jordan Love's not as big of a piece of shit as the former two. I, I'm still, I mean, maybe I'm spoiled, but I'm still waiting. Like, he's good. He saw, he's freaking good. But, like, I'm still waiting for, for like, the greatness franchise QB to come out. And right. maybe I'm just that spoiled because I think he has been pretty solid. Correct. But keep... <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm spoiled. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, but, yeah, I... I want to see more of them. But yeah, I think I, I was I got out of it for a while. The second Aaron Rodgers started going crazy and I'm mm. like, fuck in hell. Like and then I, I just there, there's things like that just make me lose interest. Like this guy's a piece of shit. I really, really liked him for a long time. I was one of mm. his biggest advocates. I I was fully on the hype train of saying he was a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Just didn't have the same pedigree. Wrong. <laughs> no. He was <laughs> way more talented. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was a good one, though. But yeah, um, yeah. Oh uh, shit! It just yeah. it was completely off-putting when the dude just went off the fucking rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those like, "Hey, we we want to root for you," and like, oh, cool, that's what you're okay. Um, yeah. yeah, playoffs are sick, dude. Detroit has made it to the second round. They hosted their first home playoff game in thirty years. Uh, they're going to be hosting the Bucks, so Detroit has a really good chance of making the. Sorry to jinx it, but they have a really good chance of making the NFC Championship game, which would be so fucking cool. Um, meanwhile, Go the deep. Packers play the Niners, which is going to be a bloodbath, one way or another. That's gonna it. Be always is. Game. Exactly. It always is. It that it was tough being a Packers fan growing up. I they lost to the Niners once in a playoff game, and I came back to school the next day, elementary school, in, like, full Packers gear because I was pride representing. I got bullied all day. Like, chased <laughs> around by a mob of fucking Niners fans j- jeering me and, like, pushing me and shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, j- the janitor pulled me aside. It's like, you got a lot of guts bringing that. He's like, hey, 
I'm sorry to laugh at your trauma, but it is very it's, funny. It's not I, like it, I brought it to myself. Like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, they lost. Like, I shouldn't. But I, like, I want. I clearly wanted to start some shit. Yeah. Um, it's funny too because with the Bucks, uh, knocking out Philadelphia, they have Baker Mayfield at quarterback, and it ties in to the Browns because obviously he was the quarterback of the Browns. The Browns let him go to bring in Deshaun Watson, very problematic figure. Mm-hmm. So the Browns end up facing Deshaun Watson's former team in Baker. Houston. Mm-hmm. And Houston beats Cleveland down with rookie quarterback CJ Stroud. So the Browns not only lost to the team that they took the quarterback from, but then their other quarterback, their old quarterback, went on to win in the same playoff round that Cleveland is now out of. Incredible. And talk about Cleveland, Jesus Christ! They went from like, "Hey, lovable underdogs," yeah. to the uh, the the script writers really did it. God, mm-hmm. I, was, I I saw I saw a fucking unhinged Eagles fan take about rigging games. This is just the way they wanted it. Sure, buddy. Sure, they want Philadelphia and the Cowboys, America's team, out. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the way. Uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, like, AFC wise, it's going to be Kansas City and Buffalo now. Yeah, and Houston plays Baltimore. So, good did luck Stephen A. Smith make a Cowboys video yet? God damn it! I'm sure he did. I, I forgot to look. I'm sure it's amazing. Um, <laughs> How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> I did see a video of Skip Bayless throwing stuff in the trash, though. <laughs> Again? Again? Doesn't he do that every fucking year? It's Groundhog Day for Cowboys fans. Up oh, there goes Skip throwing shit in the trash again. <laughs> fucking amazing. Ugh. Um, that guy is deceptively old, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for a real long time. Um, he is seventy-two years old now, old Skip Bayless. Uh, but he was a writer, um, in Dallas forever basically um you know you're talking late 70s he started late 70s early 80s that he's been in that dallas market which is nuts um anyway i was gonna say about kansas city too the final thing about the the nfl playoffs is just that idea of in terms of script writers god forbid the chiefs beat the bills oh bills fans they rigged it for the chiefs so that taylor swift could still be on tv all the time the nfl's trash yeah god we have fun we do we have fun um yeah hey fall football playoffs because it's a lot more exciting than yeah it couldn't be the fact that they have a fucking generational qb and tight end yeah no it couldn't be at all uh, um, it is a lot more fun than what's going on in the NHL right now. Like we've mentioned some of the other things and we'll still get to them. But like the biggest conversation about the NHL right now is in regards to all-star weekend, um, which once upon a time I was considering going until I saw the prices of shit, which is insane by the way. Um, yes, it'd be nice to see people, but I'd rather go in June when it's warm and everything's not expensive as fuck. Um, granted it's Toronto. It's always expensive as fuck, but, um, we talked about the all-star rosters and just what a joke they are. Like, I just don't necessarily have the energy. Let me pull them up at this stage. Um, <laughs> oh, that's fine. If you don't have the energy, that's cool. Well, I, I do though. You, you can bring up the all-star rosters. It's fine. Um, 
so the biggest thing about this, right, is I get the idea for some people. It's like, oh, well, I don't have my guy to root for. Right. Like they have the setup where it's every team has at least a player on it. I think it's a dumb way to go about it because it's an all star game. I would prefer it to be the best of the best. Which right now it currently isn't. Um, I had a whole video out on YouTube kind of talking about this. You have guys that are, you know, uh, there's an argument for like Frank Vetrano, guys like that. Um, Boone Jenner making it for Columbus is fucking insane. No disrespect to Boone Jenner. But he has 18 points. uh Uh-huh. Like he's not even the best player to, to throw out there for Columbus. If you're going to like to me, that screams Columbus being like, well, we can't risk one of our guys getting hurt. They need the time off. So send Boone. Like it, It's not an all star game. And then they no. had the fan vote. And look, the fan vote is Why fine. The fuck is just jerking there. Yeah, it's one he's of those 901. Yeah. What? It's one God. of those lists. I got to start more calling you... him overrated. <laughs> It's one of those lists where the more you look at it, the more it's like, okay, that guy made it over that guy. And then there was the fan vote, which, again, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing to get people involved on social media to be like, hey, the All-Star game's happening. Fan vote, fan vote. But it's obviously going to be pretty one-sided. And it was three Leafs, four Canucks added to the All-Star game, which I don't even necessarily think is a bad thing. Uh, But then out of necessity for positions... You also got Alexander Georgiev for Colorado voted in, who's a sub-900 save percentage going to the All-Star game. When you have someone like Connor Ingram on the Coyotes, who, dare I say, Vezina candidate this season? Look at his numbers. He's not going. You have a situation where Kale McCarr and Leon Dreisaitl had to be voted in instead of just going. Bro, Ottinger is a 901, too. Mm-hmm. What is happening? The defense I see of this, Jenner, at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the defense I see of this is like, oh, it's for the kids and everything, too. I remember being a child. The appeal again, it's not for everybody. I get there's some people it's like I want to see my best player from my team, whatever. But you're not even getting that depending on what team you root for. And it's the all star game. It's supposed to be this prestigious thing where the best of the best half-ass it because they don't want to get hurt, but where the best of the best play one another. Like I, I, I get it. I, this very well could be my old man young at cloud moment, but I grew up with my earliest memories of the all-star game being Owen Nolan pointing and scoring. It was the best of the best doing great things on the ice in a little bit more of a casual setting, the, the shooting competition, Ray Bork going for for four, stuff like that. That's not what the All-Star game is anymore. It's no. not like the, the term All-Star like that. That's that's the, the issue of it. It's not an All-Star game. It's NHL's entertainment weekend. Yeah. And that's what it is. So it, it I can fully acknowledge, hey, it's not for me anymore. I probably spend too much time complaining about it. So I can't really sit here and say, I don't care. Um, so one really just, good call made though. 
I just don't understand the idea of it not being an all-star game anymore. What was wrong with the idea of it being the best of the best, being on the ice and being celebrated? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's interesting. And then you have the jerseys, which is a further attachment of the guess this isn't for me anymore type of thing. Because what was it? Justin Bieber's apparel company, Drew House. Um, was a part of designing these jerseys. I'm cool with the idea of more colorful jerseys. If somebody likes these, that's cool. One of the defenses I saw from people was the idea of, oh, they're for the kids and kids will love them. Not the biggest sample size in the world, but I had, um, and Sin, you might have seen this, like I asked people to, hey, ask your kids what they think, whether it was my side of the family with nieces and nephews. I have um, my wife's side of the family, uh, friends of both of us. And for people who had kids, like, what do your kids think? Um, yeah, I had a family member is like I, I polled uh, students that uh, basically I have a, a cousin who works at like a, an after school thing, a community center. Uh, I polled the kids at, at the center. It was unanimous. They didn't like them. Um, a friend of my wife and I is, uh, my five-year-old said, eh, they're okay, I guess. I, uh, for the most part, like, I get the idea. Like I said, it's different strokes for people, right? Some people are going to be like, these are sick. But I feel like a lot of people are just like, I'm going to defend these. I think they're shit. They're so bad. They're good. I'm going to defend these. I just think that they are objectively fucking hideous. They are. Um, especially to they took the like for the I don't even the red one I don't even know what division that's I don't oh know we don't know it. because they don't have divisions in they're doing the fantasy draft again with four different captains ah okay no one cares but they took the worst Vegas uniform and basically turned it into an all star jersey yeah <laughs> yeah and then like it's why is is the modern why is modern design is just like monotone everything modern houses are fucking square modern furniture is like so bland these jerseys are just a one color and it's i don't know why is it bring back cool shit <sighs> what, what is this what is this minimalist bullshit it, it's you know, a I fake, anyway it's 290 dollars for that jersey it's not minimalist don't make it look minimalist yeah, that pricing, by the way, comes from the uh, Florida Panthers team store where it was leaked. Um, not only the pricing, but what the back of the jerseys were going to look like. Uh, for those who do not watch the podcast and only listen, Adam Reed, oh, R-E-I-D, bubble. underscore, on Twitter, <laughs> has this picture up. And I will put it up here. Um, for everybody that, that is watching, um, this is what these jerseys are going to oh look like God. on the back. It's not quite Comic Sans, but it's a very cartoonish back of the jersey. And then the name bar is underneath the numbers, which is okay, but in like a black text box and all lowercase. Again, it's one of those things where some people are going to think these are sick, and that's cool. 
I got no problem if you like these. I'm not trying to tell you that you're wrong. I, My take on them, though, is that these are fucking atrocious. And maybe that's the point, is that they're atrocious. I do think that different can be good. I'm not arguing against different and trying different things. I am arguing that they missed the mark in terms of being different and trying different things, though. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's know. time to do away with the fan vote. <sighs> it, it, here's the thing. We caught lightning in a bottle once. It's not going to happen again. The NHL is not going to let it because yeah. they try it. Like, but they're not. They're they're half-assing it. Like they're like, oh, it's got to be an all-star game. But Boone Jenner, sir. Like, uh, I don't know. Like fan votes are <sighs> that that shouldn't be who determines who an all-star is because uh, you have a lot of clueless fucking fans out there who are just homers. Yeah. <laughs> who the think bright Adam spot. Fox is better than McCarr? <clears throat> yeah. The bright star, uh, bright spot for the All-Star game is that the PWHL is going to have a three-on-three kind of showcase game, um, essentially acting as their All-Star game on February 1st, and it's great to see the uh, PWHL being involved. Obviously, it's not the first time that the NHL has had uh, you know, women's hockey represented at the all-star game, you know, even a couple of years ago, uh, pre-pandemic, it was Kendall Coyne Schofield and the fastest skater and she fucking dominated it was sick. Um, yeah, PWHL, I've still been paying attention. It's still been a lot of fun. Um, there was the word though. Um, I forget the official report, but there was the word that the rumored names that we talked about a month or so ago might in fact still be the names. Hmm. Which would be a little bit surprising, but maybe that is the direction. Like it's very clear, obviously. Like PWHL Minnesota is a a placeholder for now. Well, yeah. Um, it's just a matter of where they go from there, essentially, in terms of what do they want to do, yeah, uh, with the branding. But options aren't a bad thing. I, I yeah, maybe I give them too much. I, I don't know. I, I still feel like they should take that as a uh, a marketing. Not what what did I call it last time when it was basically there like it was it was essentially a focus group <laughs> yeah. like leaking something and then be like okay that reaction wasn't good let's go in a different direction they should go in a different direction they shouldn't be married to those names right but we'll see indeed aside from that um you know again we could talk about teams that are struggling Columbus. Elvis Merzlikens has requested a trade. It's been a tire fire of a season for them the whole way through. Minnesota has been really rough to start 2024. The only real bright spot for them is that Marc-Andre Fleury has now moved into sole possession of second all-time in wins in the NHL. The top four, by the way, all from Quebec, which is kind of nuts when you think about it, but... um, We've talked about Marc-Andre Fleury so many times on the show. He is a future Hockey Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, his longevity at this point, you know, again, you're talking about a guy who was drafted first overall, what, 21 years ago? 2003? So, that is some incredible longevity and the fact that he went into the league immediately and is still, you know, NHL caliber. He's not the best goalie in the world right now. Um, but hey, a lot of goalies aren't the best and they're still in the league and trying their best. Yeah. So 
Might have you a know. better save percentage than an all-star. Who knows? Jesus Christ. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mark Andre Fleury. Oh, my God. This is close, actually. What is it? Hold on. It was 898, Mar- I think, was the lowest one in the all-stars. Alexander Georgiev has the same per- save percentage as Mark Andre Fleury at an 897. All-star. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. The other two things. Um, I were... can't wait to talk about one of these things. Oh, God. Well, we're very late to this story. We'll get to this. Um, this broke. Now, we recorded the previous Monday, so Monday the 8th. So it's been over a week since this happened. Broke after we recorded that show. The Cutter Gautier trade to the Anaheim Ducks uh, in exchange for Jamie Drysdale in a second round pick. Now, um, Gautier has still not 100% confirmed why he didn't want to play in Philly. We're pretty much not going to know. He's made himself a villain there for life, but it's a good pickup for the Ducks. It's a, you know, unfortunate trade for Philly to have to make. But the big question is, how well have they landed on their feet? And we're not going to know for five to ten years. Bottom line, there's a draft pick involved. There's two very young players involved, one of which has an injury history in Jamie Drysdale, and one of which hasn't played an NHL game yet. It's going to be a long time until we know who's won or who has lost this trade but this trade put i think more of an emphasis on what the flyers are doing right from the culture standpoint where there was a lot of word of like did kevin hayes corrupt the mind and john tortorella putting that reporter on blast that did it um you know for as much as it might have been like oh we didn't want to play for john tortorella or whatever it's working what Philly's doing right now with Tortorella, Danny Breer, Keith Jones at the helm, Philly's getting their identity back a little bit. You know, instead of being the bag on the head type, like Philly is the, ah, fuck you, we're the best type. We'll throw mm-hmm. fucking snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus. That's when they do well, is <laughs> when they have that fuck you, we're Philadelphia, if you don't like us, fuck off attitude. And that's a big part of the reason as to why I think they're in second place in the Metro as of the time of recording here is because they have that attitude. They play that defense first physical style of hockey. They're getting good goaltending from Carter Hart. It's been a good season for them. And then you have this instance where the former fifth overall pick is like, I don't really want to be here. And then the, the full court media press is, well, fuck you. You don't want to be here. Fuck you. Like that's essentially what Danny Briere has said is the idea of, well, fuck you then. Keith Jones, ah, fuck you then. You don't want to be here. We want people who want to be here. And for that reason, you might kind of push the advantage in the trade to Philly just because it it's it's working out from them for them from a PR standpoint as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was looking at uh I I got kind of went into the wheeze on Jamie Drysdale's stats here a little bit. He's only a small sample size, played two games, got two assists. He's a plus one. He's playing all 21 minutes. Mm. Like, he's still, doing it's, well. we got to figure out what Cutter, Cutter Gautier is going to be. But, like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, Philly is 
Philly's always better when they have that mentality, when they have that edge to them. That's, you know, from back to the Broad Street Bullies, you know, like it's it's just now ingrained in the core of what Philly sports teams are. Unless they lose in the playoffs, in which case they're yeah. ashamed, apparently. Weird. <laughs> I have a our, problem with this list, by the way. Okay, so yeah, our final thing here talk about it. is this list. Um, now, this was a an article from Corey Pronman of The Athletic uh, ranking the best players and prospects under 23 um, in the NHL. Um, not necessarily in the NHL, but involved um, at the moment. Um, now, it is behind the paywall, of course, with The Athletic. Very much recommend supporting it there. Um, and unless they don't cover your team, in which case cancel your subscription like I did. There you go. Um, <laughs> he notes at the top of the list here that a player must be 22 years old or younger as of January 1st of this year to qualify. He also mentions that uh, players are placed in the tiers and kind of given grades based off of their abilities and stuff like that. So. In tier one, he only has one player. And that is the number one player on this list, Connor Bedard. To say that he is by far and away 22 or younger, like he is the guy. Second on the list are guys who are a little bit more established, though. Jack Hughes. Then you get Tim Stutzla and Adam Fantilli at four. The fuck? Has he seen Stutzla play this year? I mean, I I can buy into the hype of Adam Fantilli. At least he's not above Stutzla. Um, the rest of the top ten, by the way, is Leo Carlson, Matt Vaymishkov, yes. Luke yes. Hughes, yes, Moritz Sider, yes, and then Tier Four: Dylan Cousins and Wyatt Johnston. Where the fuck is Minchikov? So, again, I don't want to give away the full article, but there's quite a few names that you can think of that aren't included there. Uh, Beneers, McTavish, Boldy, Byfield, Jake Sanderson, Logan Cooley, Trevor Zegris, Cole Caulfield even. Um, to answer your question, Pablo Minchikov, 28th. That's insane to me. He's mini cider. Yeah. Brock Faber, by the way, wild fans, very hyped. He was 30th. Um, Wyatt Johnston. Uh, is maybe, this... maybe I don't know enough about Wyatt Johnston, but he. I'm going to have to look that shit up now. So I don't eat my words right here, but now he's Canadian. Let's see. Is this another example? Of somebody just kind of throwing some things out there to, you know, get a bit more attention and controversy How, on it. How's White Johnston listed above Minchikov? I think you could say how is Wyatt Johnston up there above most people? Like, like no disrespect to Wyatt Johnston. In, no, he has 65 points in 124 career games played. He's mm-hmm. just above 0.5 points per game. What? Mm. I... Maybe I need to see his metrics for like defense and stuff, but you'll always get that. controversy. I think 
with lists like this. But what I'm intrigued at for the top 10, and this was before I looked at the uh, the rest of the list. What I'm intrigued at is this. In reverse order, starting at 10, Wyatt Johnston or Dylan Cousins? Who are you taking? Who's king of the hill? Cousins. Dylan Cousins or Moritz Cider? <sighs> That's fucking tough. That is a tough one. I almost spit my gum out of my mouth. Because <laughs> Cousins is a centerman. Yep. But Cider's a defenseman. Fuck! It is a tough uh... one. God damn it. I think you got to go with Cousins. I think centermen are slightly more important than a defenseman, even though I feel like Cider is like the prototype for the new defenseman at the, the NHL. Dylan Cousins or Luke Hughes? Cousins. Why is Luke Hughes above Cider? Luke, so again, it's an interesting list in that, you know, it's it's current players, but also prospects. Now, Luke Hughes has played in the NHL all season long and looked very good, but yeah, Moritz Cider has been here, right? Yeah. He's, he's more established in the NHL at this stage. So, I mean, I guess it's just saying, I guess the viewpoint would be based off of what we've seen from Moritz Cider and what we've seen from Luke Hughes, that the ceiling for Luke Hughes is higher at this point. Then why is Wyatt Johnson in there? He's like a more established guy and he's averaging, you know, 0.5 fucking points per game. This, this doesn't make sense. It's it's an interesting Sorry, one. Corey. I'm sure you did a lot of work on this, but I completely disagree with a lot of these choices. Leo, fuck yeah. Because, dude, he's NHL-ready centerman out of the draft doing mm. what he's doing. Dylan I would, Cousins. I would even maybe have Jack Hughes above Bedard as well. That's what we're going to get to. Dylan Cousins or Matt Vemichkov? Fuck. Yeah, so I mean, Michkov has looked <sighs> tremendous in the KHL, yeah, at least since being able to go back to Sochi. Uh, yeah. SKA at the start of the season, it was like, oh, God, what the hell are they doing with this guy? Are they going to ruin him on purpose? Yeah. Um, but he has been fantastic. But again, we have no idea when he'll be in the NHL, if he'll be in the NHL. Like, I would take Michkov because my team's situation can wait for a Michkov. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Fair. <laughs> Um, I still would have liked him at fucking number four. Yeah. By the way, he does have Will Smith inside the top 20. 16th, actually. So That's weird to me. He likes Will Smith. So there you go. Great list. I, I No, I mean, I I want Will Smith to work out. I do. Yeah. But I would put, yeah, it's a weird list. Meechkoff or Cousins? I said Meechkoff, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Meechkoff or Leo Carlson? Leo Carlson. Leo Carlson or Adam Fantilli? Leo Carlson. Leo Carlson or Tim Stutzla? Leo Carlson. Ooh. Okay. I don't. I don't know how many more. More of a centerman. I don't care. More of a centerman, and Stutzla has taken a massive step back. Granted, the whole team has, but Stutzla also has the. You don't want I don't want that guy on my team because he's going to be the guy. He's basically like a bunting nice where like the refs are completely biased against him because he had he's he was a diver. Mm. Even maybe is a diver. And that's going to hurt your team a lot more. And I think Leo is just going to be better. 
And this Leo isn't even Carlson. salt. This isn't even salt because I could have had Stutzle either. I, I, I wanted Leo Carlson so fucking bad in that hmm. draft. Leo Carlson or Jack Hughes? Jack Hughes. Yeah. I'm not that high on Carlson. <laughs> He's yeah. got to show me more. <laughs> Jack Hughes or Connor Bedard? This one sucks. Uh, like, we know what Jack Hughes is now at this mm-hmm. point. Like, yeah. he is yeah, one of the best players in the league. It's that ceiling for Bedard, though, man. It's that ceiling for Bedard. Yeah, it's still trying to figure out where it is. But at that point, I would have to go with Bedard. Just because I... I but is he the, the guy that times... Is he the I, guy that breaks the situational aspect of it right because you know you're talking about leo carlson and right now for the sharks leo carlson i mean would help out so much in terms of the window not that jack hughes wouldn't right but that idea of like okay like the younger player in terms of how long can you wait for them to be better i feel like Connor bedard's the guy that you take even if your team's good if they're Mm -hmm. shit it doesn't matter you take it no matter what i took carlson over stutzla because i'm like carlson's a better centerman he's and he's going to be a better centerman Mm. He has a lot more of those tools and at, at a younger fucking age too. Right. But with Bedard, he's just at another level above Carlson, obviously, and he's a goal scorer. And hopefully he learns how to play center <laughs> a lot more. Mm. Like w- learns how to win face off. It's tough when you're young. It's tough. But hold on. I, w- I wanted to, because I feel like he hasn't actually been too bad, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, Bedard on face offs last I knew it wasn't. Overly no. pretty. No, no, not not Bedard. Oh. Um, yeah, even Carlson is actually having trouble. Yeah, dude, I didn't think it was that low. Fuck. There's a lot of younger centers where it's like, uh, you know, forty or below. It's tough. It's fucking tough. Yeah. Wow. It's it's thirty two percent for Leo. It didn't start off that bad. I know that. Mm. <laughs> oh, hold on. But he's oh, also he's six three. I know, and I'm not a big gotta be height guy. But for the center position, a lot of where they're playing for faceoffs, it can be tricky because leverage matters a whole lot. Sometimes short centermen are good, like Crosby. But right. for a lot of the other things about center position, man, Leo, oh, he's gonna be sick. I will say, I do recommend everybody check out the uh the article here because I, I i do think it's interesting right like you have that kind of conversation surrounding prospects that'll always be out there i think it's interesting uh that he put eight different tiers as well ranking from tier eight which is a middle of the lineup player to tier one which was bedard which is generational you know potential yeah um i do think it's an interesting way that he went about um this option and of course the best part about it is Cole Caulfield's tier six as a top of the lineup player, and that's about it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's an interesting list that I recommend people check out, but or it's always Eklund. fun to kind of have. I'm actually curious where he thinks Eklund's going to end up. Oh, so for the Sharks, I'll give this away. Um, for the Sharks, he has six players on the board. Tier four, NHL All-Star, Will Smith. <laughs> Tier seven, bubble top and middle of the lineup player, William Eklund and Shakir Mukamadoula. 
This guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Bubble player. Mm. Yep. Bubble player. If that was Ochotiak, yeah. Mukamadulin, though? Mm. Okay. Yeah, for Eklund, um, because he ranks each player on skill grades, he gives them high end skating, average puck skills, above Ooh. average hockey sense, and an above average compete level. Okay. That's. Wow. Wow. Okay. Also didn't rank him on his shot, which he does rank most forwards on. So, interesting. I'm intrigued wow. by the process that he went through. I'd be really, really intrigued wow. at, um, talking to him about this. but That's insane. Mm. A bubble player, William Eklund. And yeah, bubble, to- bubble top six, as in like, all right, oh. he's got a shot. Oh, yeah. I thought you said bubble lineup player. No. Bubble top. Do you six. rescind your fucking idiot? <laughs> Not completely. Okay. Not completely. Because yeah, I think you can guarantee a top sixer. There's no fucking chance he isn't. It in says my eyes. bubble top and middle of the lineup player. Ah. So bubble top six, more likely middle six, I guess, would be the definition. I don't know, man. Eklund has superior fucking playmaking vision and really good skating. And I don't know mm. where he thinks he has bad puck handling. Average puck handling, apparently. Uh, by the way, it's funny. The Bruins have one player on this list in the last tier. <laughs> tier 8, middle of the lineup player, Potter. Matt Potter. <laughs> hey, when you've been good as long as you have. <sighs> the end times are coming, Bruins fans. They'll be right there with the Patriots. Get to watch Bill Belichick. So, how does he rate the defenseman? Muka Madulin, he has rated as what? Bubble top four? Uh, like, what does it mean for defensemen? Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it would be bubble first pair, more likely second pair for Muka Oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then that's fine for Muka Madulin. Okay. Who, by the way, he has ranked as average across the board for all of those skill grades, which is interesting, <laughs> too. That's so. very interesting. Hmm. There you go. Check it out. There you go, Corey. There's your, there's your Get publicity mad. for 100 like people. I did. Or whoever listens to the show. Whoever made it to the show after an hour of non-hockey. In an hour of hockey, you get everything. It all works out the in the end. Coming. The hockey is coming. <laughs> the Paul Revere of podcasting. In for the way. Same with that. We will wind things down for today. This was a fun one. Uh, do you have anything going on over the next week aside from some lovely commentary with whole sports gamer tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I need to start. I'll probably start like a draft glory or something. I need to get another franchise mode going and it's been very tough to do that, but, uh, I, I like money <laughs> and I like my channel, not dead. So yeah, not, not having a dead channel is pretty fun. Yeah. I'll figure something out, man. I don't know. I, I really screwed myself pigeonholing. But I have some like great ideas for like other content. Some of it's like I'm working on like actively. I like I'm not been just fucking around like, but you know, it's completely n- a lot of it's not NHL, and so yeah. I'm just like, who knows? It's a tough world. Yep. Tough, tough world. Um, with that, I mentioned the uh, the NCAA deal that we got going on. 
wizards, and then I have some NHL stuff in the works as well, as long as I don't tank that. Um, <laughs> see if I manage to screw up another collab. Time will tell. Um, but yeah, with that, everybody, we thank you very much for listening and or watching the show. We will be back probably next week, maybe later this week. We shall see. Just kind of depends on what comes up hockey wise to really discuss. Like we yeah. kind of mentioned at the start of the show, it's just it's a weird time for hockey. It's a weird time for us in terms of our hockey fandoms. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens in the near future. But for now, we thank you once again and we'll see you next time.